spoken me. I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, or not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half-asleep state. It's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you. First Charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative series by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want. So you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you want to throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always a term they're grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs for this podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Label. Hi guys, I'm the end. Spoken Label. Back in the house. Back into Zoom again today, of course. I'm back local-ish today as well, because I've got a young lady with me today who I think is a tremendous singer-songwriter. And... I've seen her perform a good few times over the past couple of years, and it's a pleasure to have, pleasure to have her on today as well. So, Charlotte, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody, tell them who you are, and a little bit about your music career, where it all came from, and we'll start from there. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm Charlotte Mary. Um, so, from a very young age, um, my inspirations of music side comes from my dad, and my mum uh, in particular, but obviously from the songwriting side, following my dad, uh, so I was born a Springsteen fan. Oh, were you? Oh, I didn't fan. know that. Yes, didn't know yes. that, right. Big Springsteen, yes, the boss is uh, one of my favourites. Yeah, the boss and Dolly Parton are the two people in my life that drive me music. So. Yeah, I've seen you do a Jolene cover version before. I didn't, I didn't know about Springsteen, actually. I must yes, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, with Springsteen, I think it was... Um, so I did a degree in songwriting at Birmingham, Manchester, and uh, one of the things I had to do there was analyse an album, actually analysed... Uh, Born to Run by Springsteen. Oh one, yeah, one of the classic hits. Oh god, yeah. Um, yeah, real classic. Yeah, my that dad. One. My dad's always had. I mean, dad's got all the LPs of Springsteen, so I've always heard it from a young age. And I think it was just that ethos of uh, a working man who's just sort of from the background, being so you know he's always stayed true to himself. He's not. He's not had fame and then made himself into something else. He's always been yeah. quite a grounded guy. And I wanted. I wanted that sort of thing, and it was just. Um, from studying it from education at music, but I know a lot of people, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be this at this age, and with me, I had no clue, and the only thing that made me into a musician was the fact that I knew I could do it in my sleep sort of thing, and I knew it was something I was good at naturally, and I thought, (laughs) well, you can't go wrong, can you? If it's something you feel comfortable doing, and you can just think about doing it anyway, uh, that's pretty much where I left from from there, so I did it through high school, college, did it into a degree, and then sort of went into the open world of doing it. 
um, of gigging and I've abs you know, it's one thing of like a, a path in life, even if you slightly go off course, it's always know something that's going to bring me back into that path, which is such oh, yeah. a good safety net sort of thing. Um, and I absolutely love doing it. So yeah, I've had, um, originally I was in a folk band and did Irish music, so sort of Pogues-esque sort of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, sort of five, six years ago, that was where I first started off. Um, and then I sort of went solo from that and uh, the main reason for going solo was just being able to rely on yourself. I mean, I have a lot of musician friends. I know a lot of musicians. But just being able to turn up at a gig by yourself, you know, you've turned up. You know, you've got your things. You know what set you're doing. You know which way you're yeah. going with that. And it was just being sort of as one unit just made my music a bit more sort of me. Whereas in a band, it sort of got lost with other musicians and things like that. Whereas when I went solo... It really brought out like people could say, "Oh, that's a song that Charlotte's written," because they could associate that with me, and it was more of a sounding that I got for myself. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been solo now for sort of four or five years. Uh, just been writing. Um, obviously, with the pandemic this year or last year now, going into this year. Yes, um, God, I know it's a worry. Um, not being able to gig. I mean, that's been a real eye opener because. It's just been a case of, I, I did a lot of open mics in Manchester. Um, Izzy Walsh, one of my favourite, well, one of my favourite musicians, um, she hosts tonight at uh, Omen Northern Quarter. Uh, and I did a lot of gigs of overnights, trying out new material and things like that. And it's, with the pandemic coming in, I always used to think to myself, like, God, these nights went on till, like, midnight. And it was a long, a long haul for the evening, but seeing other musicians and being there with other musicians, obviously reflecting back now, it was such a social thing. A gig yeah. is a social thing. It's, yeah. it's to hear the music, but if you, I mean, I've been to a lot of gigs on my own and I go a lot to gigs on my own when I'm performing myself, but it's that whole social bubble of like, you know, music just isn't listening to it. It's being with other people and appreciating the music with other people and things yeah. like that. So it's been a real, it's, in fairness, it's been a real struggle, to be honest, because I think a lot of, for myself included, I thought that my inspiration of writing music came from, like, obviously negative, well, I'll say negative things. I mean, <laughs> when I first started writing, all my Reflective things. Reflective things, I always say. All my lyrics seem to be based around heartache, anger you know arguments things like that like anything that was I fed off negativity in order to write and I think that's where um the sort of Americana country genre came in because all the things topics I write about fit perfectly into country music I mean I'm not oh, really yeah. talking about a dumper truck yet but apart from that everything else pretty much falls into that so have you got, have you got songs about drinking too much have you yet know? no you know what not, you know what I've only I've only just discovered rum but on a on a one glass a month, one glass a month. I don't have yeah. I'm not into. I'm not. I'm not a big drinker, so I can't write anything about that. Yet. <laughs> I let's know. let's my, see how this year goes, shall we? Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. My little cool lady Amanda, who you met, she's a massive yeah. Keith Sutherland fan. She is. Oh yes. Oh, she like loves his good, loves his country music and all his acting. Yeah. He's got a song going around, not enough whiskey. And every time oh. she sees me drinking whiskey, she's like, start singing that one to me. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's exactly. why I don't drink either. So yeah, but I, I don't mean it's been like obviously what you said, but it's been a full year really, hasn't it? Like, yeah. Like with the past year or so on music and stuff. So how have you found it on the Zoom experience doing your music? Then it's not. It's very weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
I mean, I've had, um, I've, I've done quite a couple of Zoom gigs now. Um, but it's, it's interesting, really, because I've also done a lot of Zoom gigs and a lot of Facebook Lives. I did a lot of Facebook Lives at the start of last year mm. uh, just because I just thought, you know what, I need to keep gigging. I need to keep interacting with people. And at the start of the year, it was great. Sort of March time when we all went into full lockdown because I had people tuning in that I'd never, I don't, you didn't even know. Like, my fans went up quite a lot in the first sort of month or so which was really good and then it seems to be a, like a correlation of when it's full lockdown everyone's there listening i've got quite a good audience and then when things start easing again so shops start opening people can actually leave the houses it's like people started filtering out then again so it sort of died down again so but i've spoken to quite a few musicians and i think the general consensus seems to be, well, obviously we miss gigging, we want everything back open that we can go out live gigging because obviously not having that audience interaction is really strange. I mean, Zoom's a lot better because you've got other people there and they can clap and you can hear it. Whereas Facebook Live, you sort of finish a song and then it's like it's silence. So I, f I find myself sat there going, thank you. I'm like, Why am I thanking myself? Like, yeah, it's no one weird. Else in the room. It's weird. Yeah, I've done poetry readings on Facebook Live and, and it's never quite gelled with me yet, so I know what you mean. Yeah, it's I mean, it's great off. because I think you can, I think you can attract a wider audience. Like, I mean, I mean, I know other musicians probably have this issue as well. But like the amount of times I do a gig and it's like I'm gigging in Manchester and you get the whole, oh yeah, sounds good that yeah I'll come to that. And then it's like you know the forty people you invited turns out to be ten or five people that actually come yeah. sort of thing. Um, whereas like with Facebook, I mean, especially. Um, so I have obviously I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, but I have two separate audiences. So my Facebook is UK based, so I have mm. a lot of UK fans on there. Whereas the Instagram is mainly American, so it's ah. like so with the uh, so with the Instagram, I've not actually gone live on Instagram yet. However, um, for that I'll have to go on at sort of evening time here to make it prime time in America and work out with the time zones and things like that. Oh, so I know it's it's crazy. Yeah, so a lot of my US fans have said, oh, I'm going live on Facebook at like 7 o'clock UK time. But then obviously the US isn't just one time zone. It's multiple time zones. So people are saying to me, oh, I missed it because it was like 6 a.m. here or it was like 5 a.m. or it was like 10 o'clock in the morning sort of thing. So I'm trying to like do a level playing field as to what's the best time to go off. But it's just been a bit of a minefield, really. Oh, yeah, completely. Because like it's when I'm doing the podcast at night, I chat to mostly English artists like yourself, right? Yeah. I've got a few, quite a few current from America, and the time zone difference is just absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very confusing. I've got one. I've just started, I've just booked in somewhere from Australia, and oh, okay. I, I don't know how I'm going to do that one yet because they're there, they're like twelve hours behind me. I was just walking in front of me, and it's like it's going to be like. Ugh. <laughs> You've got to be there at 3 a.m. Like, clash some questions. I know. I know. I wouldn't be the best at 3 a.m. That'd be like you doing a gig for Australia at 3 in the afternoon in the morning. I know. It? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, God, yeah. Um, do you, I'm going to ask you then, obviously, obviously, when things go out of lockdown, what, do you have any plans for the future lined up at the moment? I know you've been steadily releasing bits of music, haven't you, over time? Yeah. So, um, it's really it's a quite a crazy story really so like this is this is my musician honesty coming out now um, i've spoken <laughs> to, to a few musicians like close friends musicians about this um but it seems to be um so last year like i said um obviously mental health within the pandemic has been horrendous for a lot of people yeah. uh, especially last year for me i struggled really badly because normally if it, was a, if it was a general year and nothing had happened sort of thing, we were back to normal, 
um, I can usually churn out quite a few songs, sort of like it normally comes in pairs, so I write two songs every other month, sort of thing, and it comes flowing out. Um, however, this year it's it's come to, it's dawned on me that my inspiration comes from gigging live and seeing other people live, and because I've not had that. I've not had any inspiration to write or I've struggled really badly. Like I've had quite a bad writer's block for the last year or so. Um, however, I did manage to churn out a single towards Christmas, which was yeah, great. Was I heard that. That was excellent. So, that was excellent. Yeah. That, so, so it was a case of, you know, and the other sort of demon within it was the fact that I was here with, you know, you can't escape negativity at the moment. It's social media was just the hub of that. So, in yeah. regards of not being able to write anything, I struggled to connect with social media, so I, I didn't really post much, uh, if, if at all, um, sort of thing. So obviously with the single, it just gave me that sort of energy to start getting back into social media, connecting with people and stuff like that, and it got me out of that. And uh, it was great because when we released it, um, Mind Charity actually got in touch. Um, we spoke to them, and they said because of the, the basis of the song uh, called Set Yourself Free, which is the new single, uh, is basically, you know, if you have bad mental health days, it's just sort of believing yourself and, you know, progress with that positive attitude. And Mind absolutely loved the song. So they actually sort of posted it on behalf of them and said, you know, this is a song that's come out that's related to their campaign, um, which was like called Take a Moment. So it was like, you know, take a moment, take a breath, get yourself together sort of thing. And they pushed my song, which was really nice of them. And wow. when it was released, it went onto Spotify and I got a lovely notification um, off one of my promo uh, promo friends from Gal, uh, Bells and Gals, who's a country, uh, a women's country music blogger, to tell me, oh, one of your uh, songs has made it onto a Spotify playlist on Spotify. <laughs> and I've never had that. And I was like, oh my God. So that came through. So I'm actually featured on New Music Nashville on Spotify. So really? Out of the whole of that set list, I'm the only British person. Everyone else is from Nashville. It's just me. On my own. <laughs> everyone else. So I was absolutely thrilled. And currently, as it stands, I think I'm on about 7,000 streams, which wow. is the most I've ever had. All the other songs have got about 10 or 15, and this one's just gone <laughs> through the roof. So you know what? It's been, an, I'd say it's been an unproductive year. However, towards the end was the tunnel you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and i feel a lot better now and i have since then i've written more songs now and i think it's having that as a, a push has enabled me to sort of like not you know if i don't write a song i beat myself up pretty badly about it but i think it's a case of you know it's it's a weird time to be writing and it's a weird time to be and you know you just because when you write a song you want to perform it and you want to go yeah. on that stage you want to be like this is what i've written and it's like the nearest thing to that at the moment is facebook live and it's like oh god yeah. i can't tell if people like that did they like <laughs> it was it horrible People sat at home going, that's a pile of rubbish, that. But you don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know, no. so... You don't know at all, yeah. But I get you completely. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... You just need to talk about your process of writing as a writer myself. I'm often yeah. writing when I'm out and around on the go. And like I said, you've yes. had this time to, like you said before, to stop this year. I've got yeah. before, so it's not, it's not been easy because I think a lot of artists have struggled. And the amount of people I know that have actually packed in doing music or writing completely. I know. Going back to it is... It's scary times. Yeah, I mean, it's something... I mean, like I said, mental health is spoken about anyway, but in regards to musicians, I mean, I've, I've had a total case of... 
you know, musicians that I've seen, and it's like, oh, I've written three new songs. And you sat there thinking, well, why have I not written three? Like, why have they written three songs and I haven't? And it's, you know, you start sort of doubting yourself quite yeah. a bit. But the musicians that I've spoken to, some of them have even said to me, you know, how's it how's it going with the music? Oh, well, I've not picked up my guitar for like three months and I now work wow. somewhere else. And they've not, you know, and it's, I mean, I've, I've battled to not get to that position. I mean, I don't think I ever would. I mean, I don't know where I'd be without music. So it's not something I could give up because it's just, it's always there. It's something, yeah. you know, even if you write a song about, you know, a delayed postage coming through for Christmas or something like that. There's always something happening, even if you're not outside. Yeah. But I think not being able to have that gigging and things like that. And it's, I mean, the one thing that I wanted to do last year, I started a little bit of it towards the end of the year before in 2019, uh, but was collaborations. I've never ah. been with anybody else before. And Are I started writing. Oh, wow. No, so there's um, a, a singer songwriter uh, in Liverpool called Cal Ruddy. Um, and he's sort of like a, a I'd say like a folky American sort of rock and roll Americana sort of vibe uh, is amazing uh, but he's a really good friend and we started writing in that year and it was great because usually you know like a bedroom writer if you don't like something and you're like no it's get, get rid of that and obviously working with him you have that experience of oh well I quite like that because you could do this with it and it's sort of opening your eyes to that and obviously 2020 hit and it was just like everything came to a grinding halt and it's not having that interaction and I mean, as much as you can do it over Zoom, again, it's just not the same as in person, person, face to face sort of contact. So that's something I hope this year, fingers crossed, eventually we can get back to and oh yeah, be positive. <laughs> no, fingers crossed, definitely. Do you envisage bringing out any other singles this year, or you're not sure yet? Yes. So I've got. I've, you know what? I've I've always done this. I've been always been a case of like, you know, I've released a single. It's like crap i've not written anything new like why, how do i get recording this now but funnily enough i mean over the years i mean i was in my phone if you look on the notes and especially the voice recorder sections i've got about 20 verses 50 choruses <laughs> and like normally all my songs are usually made up of like a montage of like bits that i've found and made into a song so you know actually i, I did at one point feel like oh how am i going to release new things in 2021 if i struggled last year but I've actually got a lot of songs I've never actually worked on. They just sort of sat there. So it's sort of going through the archives of like being able to yeah. re-release them and things like that. And I think, like I said, I mean, I'm in a lot better position mentally. I mean, I go for walks every day now when I've got into my exercise and things like that. And that's really helped it because, you know, it could be a case of you go for a walk and you get a melody in your head. That's usually yeah. how it hits me. I don't sit down and write a melody. I could be going to a walk to Tesco and it's like, oh, this would be a really good melody for this, or that would be a really good lyric, or you just see something happen and you can write on those experiences. So definitely the plan for this year, uh, write, releasing singles, but it'll be every sort of three months or so. So it'll be like a gap and then three months and then... Yeah, know, I think it gives... Active. It does, I think, when you release a single like you do nowadays, because singles market is different to what it was, obviously, years ago. At least one yeah. track now, you can spend a couple months working on the promotion and stuff, yeah. can't you? Yeah. And then obviously, like, we're in lockdown, still so doing another one a couple months later. It makes sense that way for you. So, yeah, I mean, it's a case of at the moment for um, obviously, I've got the singles there. It's just a case of recording. So, obviously, recording studios and things like that. I'm not sure in regards to the lockdown how they're working or whether you can go in them or such. Or, yeah, I was going to ask you about your, about your single or that then. How, how was that actually recorded? Was it all done through? Yeah, so that yeah. was done in a studio. So ah. actually, um, 
So with moment that uh, oh, moment that was previous. So yeah, mm. moment and set yourself free. Like I said, I write in twos. Mm. So with um, set yourself free, basically I recorded moment and set yourself free at the start of twenty twenty. So in the February time. Wow. Well, just before lockdown, then basically. Yeah, Literally just before one, yeah. lockdown. Lockdown. Obviously. Yeah, I was able to release. So it's a funny. I released it moment in the in the summertime. Uh, and the videos on YouTube, it's actually me just dancing in my garden in the summer because <laughs> I couldn't get a videographer over. I couldn't leave my house. So I thought I'll just film it myself on my phone. So, uh, and it's a lyric video. So that was quite good. I managed to do that. And then it got to the September time. I thought, this is now the time I need to release a new single, really. And it was like, what? I need to write a new song, probably. And then it dawned on me, like, because I'm writing twos, it was like, I've got to set yourself free. I already recorded and it's just sat there. So I thought, brilliant, let's get it published. So, a lot of promo went into that for the Christmas uh, launch of it, which was great. But yeah, I only just managed to get that recorded prior to going into <laughs> pandemic. So, you know, in hindsight, good job, I think. I think it was, because I was wondering how you did it when I played it. Back when I played it, I landed last week. I thought the tap yeah. to this is a very full sound. I thought it was like, yeah. how on earth is you know what? We, I was wondering, we getting the drummer sat in the toilet, the bass player yep. sat in the yep, other room. Yeah. You know what? I should have I should have done a dis, like a non disclaimer and said, yeah, I did it all myself in the home studio. <laughs> That's the quality I've got. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I think going I think going forward, um, I do a lot of writing um, with my guitarist James Franklin. Uh, I write a lot with him, and he has a he's very good at technical, so he can do a lot of recordings and things like that. So usually, if I have an idea or I have a song written, I do a really rough demo on my side and then send it over to him. Um, and we worked together quite well, but again, because of restrictions, not sure how we're going to get together on that. But I can send things over to him to work on prior to getting back into the studio. Or I think a lot of studios do have like the sort of PPE, you know, it's all safety laid out and things like that. Um, it's just at the moment, I'm not sure. And I live with someone who's uh, at risk. So ah, it's, it's a case yeah. of... but. Hopefully they're due for their vaccine soon, so fingers crossed. Yeah, it's, it's, and... fingers crossed on that. Definitely, the vaccines are starting to come through thick and fast now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know both my parents have had it, and my mum's like seventy-one, my dad's eighty-five. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's a story, but I'll tell you about it off mic later on. But my dad was very, very funny yeah. with it. But, but I'm not repeating yeah, yeah. that here because it'll kill me. Right? <laughs> but uh, that's brilliant. Now, anyway, that's pretty well covered all the questions, Sean. Now, if people yeah. want to find out more about you, where would they best yes. go in? And I know you've so, got a lot of links, haven't you? So. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of links, but this is a good little promo thing, this. Thanks for this little lead-in. So <laughs> um, I have a website. I had a website, but I've done it up now, so it's it's all professional. So I have a website, uh, and all the links are on there. Uh, it's just charlottemary.co.uk. Uh, um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, which is Charlotte Mary Music. Instagram, which is Charlotte Mary UK. Uh, Charlotte Mary Official. Charlotte Mary official. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, but I, I just I don't know how to use it. I'm on there. If you want to tag me in things, that's great, but I have no idea. I feel like it's just a platform <laughs> for causing controversy. So oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not that level yet. I'm not Liam Gallagher's level yet. So I don't Or, Don, or Donald Trump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I am on Twitter if you want to tag me in anything. Um, but yeah, Instagram and Facebook are my two main platforms uh, that I use. So... Uh, but obviously on Facebook, Instagram's linked on there. My website, everything's linked on there. 
Uh, I'm on SoundCloud, so you can hear the tracks. If Obviously, if you don't want to purchase them, wait, I mean, I would love you to purchase them, but <laughs> if not, they're on SoundCloud, so you can listen to me on the go. Uh, I'm on Spotify. You can listen to me on there. Um, obviously, I'm on different playlists as well, so you can find me on X, Y, and Z. But yeah, pretty much. Brilliant. All over yeah. the shop. All over sounds, the shop. <laughs> sounds good to me then. Right, well, I'll let you take a quick break, because I know you've got to do a couple of songs for us in the second half. Yes. So hang around, everybody, because Charlotte's brilliant, and I'm looking forward to this. We'll see you all in a minute. Spoken me. Hi, guys. Straight over to Charlotte Mary. She's going to do three songs for us today. Over to you, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Okay, so this first one is um, a single I released um, in sort of summertime last year. Uh, this one's called Moment, and I hope you enjoy. Scared I'm going under, can't seem to climb back out Sometimes I feel the pressure, too strong to plug it out Do you ever wonder where it all went wrong? Did it make much sense when you called it out? I know you're in the somewhere, you need to find yourself Driving get up to me, can't seem to stay you now. Everything we have is good. And you threw it all away just like you said you would. And you went feel lost in the moment. Scared that you're not good enough. Everything that you had is Way through that then. 
<laughs> I didn't notice it, but that, that always happens, that, doesn't it? Indeed. So I, I always find Charlotte when you when you get a hiccup going when you're singing a song, you can you can disguise it a bit more. When you're doing it as poetry like I am, sometimes yeah. you, oh, that's no. the fun start. <laughs> oh bless. <laughs> right, but anyway. Real. Okay. Do you, know, do you want another hit? Another hit. Oh hell out of that word. Hit. Yeah. Another hit. <laughs> let's do another one. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Um okay, so let's do um, da -da -da. let's do Man Up. Okay, so I'll do the radio edit of this version. <laughs> I mean, you'll know which you'll know which word, but I'll do a radio edit. So anyone else is listening. So okay, so this one's Man Up. Let's put the capo on. Bosh. Ooh, capo did not like that one then. There you go. In light this day, just an awkward silence I try and refrain from something I regret Don't understand how you sit there in silence Just give me a sign to what I've done wrong Ooh, what is he trying to say? Ooh, am I just in your way of I've been wasting my time and you may hurt mine Cause I'm tired of waiting around Well I thought it was me Turns out it's just you Man up and just say it how it is I tried conversation but nothing in return Turned up at your doorstep, but still I gave you chance By talking to a brick wall and hearing my own voice Tired of this game, told by somebody else Ooh, what is he trying to say? Ooh, am I just in your way of I've been wasting my time in your mind I think it's time to realize now that you're just full of it Have I been wasting my time and you made up your mind Cause I'm tired of waiting around Well I thought it was me, turns out it's just you Man oh, and I been wasting my time and you made up your mind Cause I'm tired of waiting
you know what? I love I, with that song. I love I sort of love playing it acoustically. Um, but when I went solo, I missed a lot of the songs I write. Just has a kick drum all the way through it. So for a drummer, pretty dull because it's just very Montford and Sons kick drum all the way through. Um, however, I bought. Um, I saw quite a few people on the open mic circuit playing with um, a stomp box. So oh, it sounds yeah. like a kick drum. And I was like, I wouldn't I need one of them because all my songs pretty much need that underneath it, you know, to get like I mean, especially with that last song, it just it just adds to it and it gets the adrenaline going quite a bit when I'm playing it, which is great. Um, so I bought myself one uh, online. However, I bought like it's like a block of cheese. It looks like a block of cheese. And you, you tap it and it obviously makes the sound. But the one thing I found was it moved forward when I was doing it live. So I was only <laughs> doing splits trying to play it and I had an absolute nightmare. So um, I was advised to buy one called a Wazinator. It's mm. Australian. And it's basically a huge floor plate. So you put your whole foot on it and it's flat. Um, so when I do my open mic nights, um, I, I pretty much play with that and it just adds to the song thing, but I've learned now to stay in rhythm with it, which is great, because <laughs> anyone who's giving me a drum, I get the kick drum in, then the snare comes in, I was horrible at it, but it's it's taught me how to keep in rhythm, so, yeah. I think, I think it does when you do that sort of thing, it, I always firm believe that sort of stuff, practice makes perfect, really. I think, because like, yeah, yeah. you, you're really good at the guitar itself, I mean, learning second instruments, sometimes you can pick it up a bit easier and you start completely from scratch. Yeah, I mean, so I write, uh, I am a piano player, so I know my theory on piano, and i played piano since I was about, well, I played my grandma's organ when I was about four, and then I was like, I want to play piano now, so I learned piano <laughs> till like the age of 12, and then I learned to play by ear instead of uh, theory reading, so I can play, so if someone plays a song, I can pretty much work it out on piano, but before I used to, was only able to read music, whereas now, I can read music a bit, but ear training i'm great because i can just play it out you know get a tune out of it uh, but for my guitar i actually write in open tuning so i write in dagbad oh, which is the nice. irish open tuning um and it's pretty much a cheat really but i'm not in no means am i a guitar player i have no theory of guitar and my band will back me up on this when we're in a, when i'm in like rehearsals and i write a new song and they'll say what key is it and i'm like i've not got a clue i know what i know what capo's on i can tell you that much so my guitarist has to step in and work out exactly what chords i'm playing and what i'm doing because i've just not got a clue so i, I can pass the, the fact that i can do a smoke mirror and get away with it is good for me so i think that's that's worried about <laughs> right i think yeah. we do one more song today aren't we so yes okay yeah. so this is um my latest single, Set Yourself Free, this is the one that's on Spotify on Nashville Music, and it's done really well, <laughs> really well, you know. Um, but yeah, so this one's called Set Yourself Free, uh, and I hope you like it. Tired fighting, this feeling won't go away. Sometimes I 
this okay Nobody can win When life seems hard Don't ever give in Think to yourself How bad it could be Think of the good times And set yourself free When you see you longer It's hard to pull through And everyone around you Is staring at you Tired of fighting Great way, great way of finishing off Charlotte. That. Sure, uh, make sure you. everyone, make sure you go and check out the single. Brilliant, but it's just a brilliant. It sat here in a private gig with Charlotte, is silly. It's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you today, Charlotte, for this. It's been a pleasure. So, yeah, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> hang around. I need a quick word of your mic, but Zandian, thank you again, Charlotte. And as Don Carlos says, everybody, stay safe and stay over. We'll see you all soon. Spoken, mate.